on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. 0-2 on Jesse Winker. Milner kicks and throws. Struck him out with a breaking ball, and this ball game is over. The Brewers have taken game one of this three-game series against the Reds by a final of 5-1. to one. Now live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City in Milwaukee, with Jerry Augustine, here's Matt Pauley. The Brewers continue to roll. They get the 5-1 win tonight. This game has a little bit of everything. Good pitching performance. Adrian Hauser was good. The bullpen was good. The Brewers do enough from an offensive standpoint, scoring the five runs on seven hits. Solid uh, defense as well today. Travis Shaw makes a really good play. Christian Yelich made a, a nice play out in left field. This was a uh, this was just a complete all-around game. And maybe, just maybe, most importantly, Jesse Winker doesn't hit a home run. He goes one for five with a strikeout. So the Brewers figure him out for at least one night. Welcome into the program. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine. Uh, excuse me, let's try that again. Jerry Augustine. I've only said his name about a thousand times in the last five years. He's with us. You can be with us as well. 855-616-1620. 855-616-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program as well. At Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Let's go to the aforementioned Jerry Augustine. Hi, Augie. I, I couldn't say your name a second ago. <laughs> You'll remember it sooner or later. That's okay. Don't worry about it. I've been called a lot worse, Matt. So, uh, no, but a great win for the Bruce tonight. You know, anytime you, you look at what they've got in front of them, uh, you have an off day, and then you're going to play 16 games in a row. Have an off day, then you're going to finish out to the, to the all-star break. You want to finish on a good note and a nice team win. And I tell you, when you look at all aspects of the game tonight, it was a nice team when they manu- the, uh, the Garcia home run to get them back in the ball game, tied a ball game, and then manufacturing some runs later on throughout the game. The big double by by Travis Shaw in the ninth on a, a, a really good at bat, and then some great defense. Uh, a good night for the Brewers. Yeah. The only issue that you can maybe take with them, uh, the the runners in scoring position today, they were two for twelve and they leave eleven on. That's the that's the negative number, and that continues to be a number that the Brewers uh, do not have a ton of success with. But when you're able to hit some home runs, and when you're able to, like you said, kind of manufacture some runs, you do enough. And again. Your your pitching staff gives up just one run. You're going to win most of those games. Adrian Hauser, five and a third, one run on five hits, four strikeouts, uh, three walks. Brent Suter came in to get two outs. Suter was just absolutely painting. He only has to get the two outs today, but that's about as good as Suter has looked in terms of uh, being able to locate pitches in great spots. And then after that, Brad Boxberger and Devin Williams took care of uh, the seventh and eighth innings before the Brewers extended it out a little bit. And we got to see Hobie Milner come into the game, and uh, he throws an inning, giving up a hit with uh, two strikeouts. Uh, but yeah, the Brewers just keep on winning. And again, this is the narrative that we're going to stick with throughout this entire period you may be sick of hearing me talk about it the brewers are not facing a team that's currently above 500 starting on may 28th until they face the cubs again on june 28th that is a month of playing sub 500 teams and you have to go out and you have to win those games and that's exactly what the brewers are doing and augie it's it's remarkable how quickly they have moved up in the standings during this period because they are, are from a record standpoint, uh, from a winning standpoint, nobody is uh, 
nobody has the winning percentage over the last couple weeks that the Brewers have. And in that time period, the St. Louis Cardinals have absolutely tanked. Uh, the Cubs are playing so-so baseball. And now all of a sudden, with what the Brewers have done, they find themselves back in first place. They are, uh, they're a game up right now. The Cubs, last I saw, they were still uh, in action. They're playing out west, and uh, they lead the Padres right now one nothing through four. So at the end of the night, the Brewers will either be a half game up or one and a half games up. But it's, uh, I think it's pretty remarkable how quickly they climb that ladder being able to jump over St. Louis and Chicago. You know, when you start to you start to month, you're, you're going against Detroit, a team who does is a sub 500 team, and you look at Arizona's not playing well. You go out and you have two really good series. You have the off day, and then you got the 16 games in a row. It's about going out and winning series. That's the that's the number one thing the Brewers want to do. They want to win the series. If they win every series from now and in, the, in these next 16 games, they're going to be sitting pretty good on the win loss record. But you know, I look at this ball club and look at the way they they needed to improve. We needed some offense from them. We've seen some good offense guys coming through with some big base hits, scoring runs. We've seen the pitching be very good and the bullpen has been especially good. But yeah, look at this defense. Defense always plays a big part in the way the team is playing and that's what Craig Council wanted to do for the last couple of years is get this team a gold glove team in defense on the field and that's what he's done. They pick up Willie Adamas and since he's been here for two weeks or so that he's been here, this team is playing much better defense, but I'll tell you what, they're up-tempo now. Everything is, they're playing at a great pace. They're understanding what they can do. They don't worry about what part of the game they are. They're going to go out and get runs, whether it's the home run, which we saw last home stand, which was really good, or manufacturing runs like they did in the fifth. They didn't get a base hit, but they were able to manufacture a run to go to head two to one. So good things from the Brewers the last two weeks. 5-1 Brewers get the win in Cincinnati. If you want to join the program, we've already got a bunch of text messages coming in. Some phone calls have come in. We'll start getting to your post-game comments in uh, just a moment or so. You can call or you can text into the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. You can also uh, tweet into uh, the program at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Brewers get a 5-1 win in Cincinnati. We'll continue on in just a moment here on WTMJ. Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 0-2. Ground ball, third base. Fair ball. Diving stop by Shaw. Throw to first. Got him at first base. Oh, spectacular play by Travis Shaw at third. Tip of the cap from Brent Suter. The diving stab right on the line. Shaw from his knees all the way across the diamond. Able to throw out Kyle Farmer, and the inning is over. 5-1 Brewers get the win in Cincinnati. They have now won 10 of their last 11 games. They are the hottest team in all of Major League Baseball. Welcome back into the program. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine alongside. If you want to join us, you can do so. 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Tax Line. You can tweet into the program as well at Matt Pauley on air. M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Let's get to another Matt. Matthew in Missouri has given us a call. Hey, Matthew, you're on WTMJ. Hey, Matt, how you doing? Doing good. Hey, yeah, I, so I have a couple things. Um, I was just wondering uh, your August thought process uh, with Craig Council going to the bullpen as early as he did tonight. You know, we got 16 games in a row. 
starting tonight. And uh, he went early, and if Travis Shaw doesn't make that insane diving stop on the third baseline, you know, the game could be different. The storyline around tonight could be different. Um, so I was just wondering what you guys thought about that. And then the other thing is, what what can we expect from Christian Yelich in terms of production-wise during this 16-game stretch? Yeah, Matthew, I appreciate the phone call. Augie, I didn't have a problem with when Adrian Hauser came out of the game. And really, if if this would have been Brandon Woodruff, Corbin Burns, or Freddie Peralta, those guys probably are not going to get lifted in the sixth inning when they issue a walk. What was his pitch count at at that moment? He was at uh, 87 pitches. Those other guys have probably earned the right to battle through that a little bit more. I don't think Hauser has been consistent enough yet this year that if all of a sudden the the dugout feels like it might be going a little bit for him, he issues uh, the walk. You're going into um, yeah. I just I didn't have a problem with it. I understand Matthew's point about all these games in a row coming up, uh, and, and that's a that's a fantastic point. But for me. I think you let Adrian Hauser walk out of this game feeling pretty good about the job he did and not in a position where one bad pitch could really turn things over for him. You know what happened, Matthew? Yeah, let's go back. Let's, <clears throat> excuse me. Let's go back a week or so when Adrian was taken out of the starting rotation and came in out of that bullpen. And I think it's like going to school and going to study hall for just a period of time to understand what you are trying to accomplish. He came into that game and he struggled right away when he first came in. He struggled a bit. After his first two or three hitters, he was dynamic. He threw the ball very well for five innings. I believe he gave up with just one hit. And then now he's put back in that starting rotation you want him to leave the game on a positive note I thought the big difference in this ball game and maybe you can resort back and, and uh, talk about it with me was in that fifth inning in the fifth inning Naquin got a base hit right after that Indigo Indigo bunts bunts him over why because they got Winkler Winkler and Castellanos up next they wanted to tie the ball game they didn't want the Bruce to go into late innings with the lead so right there what does Hauser do with Winker at the plate. He throws a good fastball up and in, just way up and in, just to back him off the plate a little bit. Then comes back with that good sinking fastball. Found a way. He grounds the second base, and in Castellanos, he punches out with a good breaking ball. I thought that was a real big inning for Adrian Hauser. Showed a little, little aggressiveness that we haven't seen in the minute past, and really was a big play in the game because right there, you got the best of the order up for Cincinnati, and he got through it with that leadoff single bending over they're trying to tie it up but the best part of their order and he gets out of that so I think what happened in next inning he got the first guy out but then walking that next guy after that fifth inning struggling not struggling but working as hard he had to do I think Craig decided to say hey let's go to the bullpen they're fresh they've had a day off let's let them leave with a, with a positive note and exactly what you said earlier and that's what Craig did and it really paid off yeah, that's a that's a fantastic point going back to the fifth inning and those two at-bats that he had uh, against Jesse Winger and, and Nick Castellanos where he got Winker to ground out and Castellanos to strike out to, to finish things off. That was a great run-scoring opportunity for the Reds. And, and Augie, they, the Brewers stranded 10 runners. They, they forced the Reds into stranding 10 runners, and the Reds only had one hit with runners in scoring position today. Winker had his opportunities. Winker's the guy who's really beat the Brewers this year. Winker left three runners on base himself. That was tied for the 
the most uh, of any red in this game. So uh, the, he did the job. I, I just I, I do think you're right when you talk about his aggressiveness. That's kind of what we've we've seen. We've seen glimpses of that. We haven't seen him be consistent with that. And now the question probably for Hauser is can he keep that same mentality going into future uh, future appearances? Yeah, he, you know, leading positive like he did, I think he understood what was going on. I think he knew that when he went out in that sixth inning that he was probably on a little bit of a short leash. And he, in the first out, he got right away. Second second uh, guy, who, the second person that walked that inning, really, at that time, he was really overthrowing just a little bit. So Craig went out and got him because he did have Suter up the inning before. But I, I just thought that was a, a good time to go and get him. And any time you play the Cincinnati Reds and you get Winker, Castellanos, Votto, and Suarez, and they're two for 14, you're having yeah. a very good night and have a good chance to win. And that's what the Brewers did tonight. The pitching staff did that tonight. That was very positive, and it all started with Adrian Hauser. Uh, his second question, uh, our caller Matthew from Missouri, uh, talked about Christian Yelich and what we can expect out of him here for the rest of this uh, stretch of games without an off day. He went 0 for 4 today, um, had, had a couple strikeouts, does draw a walk in there as well. I, I, I still feel like he's kind of rounding into form. He's hit two home runs in the last week. That's the most power that we have seen from him in quite some time. He's still not that scary presence right there in the middle of the lineup. But Augie, I think at the very least right now, there are at least some signs of him starting to to come out of it. But how long that's going to take and what that's eventually going to look like, I mean, anybody's guess is as good as mine. Well, he's going to get the day-to-day at-bats now when you got the games from now until the All-Star break, especially now in the next, you have 15 now left in a row before you have an off day. He's going to get those at-bats. And yes, he's going to get days off. But I think those are really important. I, 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 we see him get better at-bats. Uh, we know he's still a force in this lineup. Uh, intentional walk tonight. So it, it, it's just a matter of time. I think I agree with you. I just think he's not quite, quite rounded off to where he feels gets has that comfort level yet, but I'll tell you what, I, when he hit the ball, the home run the opposite way, that is such, the other day is such a positive sign. I think as we go along now in the next several series, I think he's going to start swinging the back very well, and that's exactly what the Brewers need, because he is a bit, such a big part of this lineup. We got a lot of text messages to get to. Let's start uh, rolling through some of them. Mike in Colorado uh, mentions the good game from Travis Shawn, hoping that uh, this performance might get his uh, overall consistent performance moving in an upward direction. Also asked about Hobie Milner, who has now had two pretty good outings, asking if we think that he's going to be a plus for the bullpen. You know, Milner's somebody who's got some big league time. He made his major league debut in 2017. He's got 77 big league appearances with four separate teams. So this is not that the young guy who's been in your system coming up, uh, he's still a relatively young guy. He has struggled in his big league opportunities. His first season in the big leagues in 2017, he was pretty good for the Phillies when he had an ERA around two. But then since then, playing for Tampa Bay, for Philly, for the Angels, he has never had an ERA below uh, 6.75. Augie, I've liked what we've seen from him in a very limited amount of time so far, and the Brewers are pretty good at finding guys who kind of profile like this, guys who have a little bit of big league time, have not been especially good, but have another gear to find, especially when it comes to pitchers and uh, the way that the organization is able to really help pitchers uh, realize their best self. So I can't sit here and say that, yeah, absolutely, that this is going to be somebody who's going to be pitching high leverage innings 
for the Brewers moving forward, but so far so good. Just a wait and see with him. I, I think what Craig's doing with him is getting him into games and situations where, like tonight, you get him in that five-run game. You don't have to go the Josh Hader in that situation. Get him in. This means a lot to a guy coming in and trying to pave his way into the major leagues. Getting into a game when you have a chance to be a part of a win. And I, I like the way he throws the ball. He gives you that different angle. He throws strikes. He doesn't walk a lot of guys. So I think he's in that situation now where Craig is going to ease him into situations, and that will dictate how we will use and he could be a big part of this from his that arm angle he has and the the way he throws the ball and the spin on the on that breaking ball that he has is uh i think he could be a big help to the ball club 855-616-1620 855-616-1620 that is the acunet mortgage talk and text line you can tweet into the program as well if you'd like at matt Pauley on air m-a-t-t-p-a-u-l-e-y on air brewers get a 5-1 win in cincinnati we'll continue on with the program in just a moment this is brewers extra innings on wtmj this is brewers extra innings with matt Pauley on wtmj Doolittle, looking in, has the sign and the 1-0 pitch to Garcia. And this is driven out to deep left field. Back on it is Winker at the track. We are tied. Abisail Garcia with his 12th home run of the year. And the Brewers have tied it at one here in the top of the fourth. Just the second pitch delivered by Doolittle in this game. Yeah, it, it... This was a long game tonight. It went, what, three hours and 39 minutes? So it feels like it was two weeks ago when Sonny Gray came out of the game after three innings. But that was a big turning point in this game. Gray was... Sonny Gray looked like vintage Sonny Gray, and he'd gone three innings, given up just two hits, the five strikeouts, the no walks, and the moment he was out of the game, the first batter that Sean Doolittle faced off against, uh, the home run is hit, and the Brewers go on to score the final five runs of the contest. Welcome back into Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley, former Brewers pitcher Jerry Augustine with us as well. If you want to join us, 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620, the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air. Tyler in Port Washington texting in says, we've been spoiled with the great starting pitching performances this year from Woodruff, Burns, and Peralta. However, we shouldn't forget how solid Hauser has been this year. Augie, that's that goes right along with what we've been saying on this show. I mean, Adrian Hauser's ERA after tonight's performance is 3.66. The thing that separates out the three top guys for the Brewers is, I mean, th- those guys have been elite pitchers like Cy Young award contending type pitchers but there's also been a level of consistency there if there's one thing that's missing from Adrian Hauser it's the consistency but again I say this over and over and I'll say it again you go essentially to me Adrian Hauser is the fifth guy in the rotation I put Brett Anderson even as the fourth guy and maybe we can sit here and argue a little bit about who's the number four guy who's the number five guy it really doesn't matter but Augie, you put Adrian Hauser up against just about every number four, number five pitcher in the National League, and he's right there amongst the best of them. Yeah, and he's got he's got such good stuff, and he, he just throws the ball a little bit different. You know, his philosophy, and, and I think the one thing that Adrian has has trying to work through, and I remember Navarro in, in spring training says, what pitcher are you excited to catch this, this throughout the year? And he, he mentioned Adrian Hauser because of his good stuff, solid stuff, where Adrian Hauser has made mistakes early in the season where he, he struggled a little bit. Sneaker ball pitchers have to stay away from 2-0, 2-1, 
one, three one style pitches. They got to pitch. They got to pitch ahead in the count. Don't stay away from those those counts when you're behind. The reason is, is what do you try to do? What does an offense try to do against a sinker ball pitcher? Elevate the ball. How do you elevate the ball? You get ahead of them. And I think that's one thing we've seen Adrian do in his last several outings is he's gone back to that good sinking fastball uh, when we talked about Winker in that in that fifth inning. A good he pitched that ball up and in. He went ball one. That was fine, but came back with that good sinker. When he can command that sinker down to the zone, use that good changeup and slider that he has, occasional breaking ball, but be able to really focus on keeping that ball down in the strike zone, he is very good. And that's what we have seen out of him, that progression. And now, he's, like you said earlier, Matt, he will start to see a little aggressiveness in that. That aggressiveness with that sinker makes him a better pitcher. Back to the phones, 855-616-1620, the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We'll go to Doug and Baraboo. Hey, Doug, you're on WTMJ. Hey, good evening, guys. You know, it, it's been fun, and I just love how Council has, has worked the uh, the pitching staff. I remember in the first couple of months or so, Matt, you were getting calls from uh, people, you know, why were they pulling out uh, the, our top three guys uh, so early and not letting them go longer and, and so on and so forth. And it all gets back to how council is working these. And I think he's letting the guys, those three get stronger and, and the weather's getting warmer and they're going longer. And then you have a night like tonight, and you guys already talked about it a lot already with Hauser, how he uh, is, is breaking Hauser in almost to the, to the point where he, I don't know, he just knows exactly what, what to do with, with these pitchers. And he doesn't overwork them. And uh, we, and he, and I know when he, I hear council talk. He's talking about uh, the 60 games. We're past. We're passing the 60 games from last year. We got a lot more to go, and I know that's in, in his mind. And it's 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 just been uh, uh, it's been it's been fun fun to watch what he does with the pitching staff. And one other thing, Matt. Uh, this can you when you're at the ball game? Can you talk to the scorekeeper uh, for the for the uh, uh, scoreboard and? When uh, Adamas comes up the bat, they show his old his combined numbers from the American League and the National League. It would be nice just to see the numbers that he has as, as a brewer when he comes up the bat. Yeah, you know, Doug, that's a, they changed that a few years ago. If I remember, I hope I'm not talking out of my backside, and Lord knows I can do that. Uh, but I feel like oh, maybe five years ago or so. Major League Baseball made the decision because it used to be they they officially separated out the numbers between your National League and your so if you if you played for two teams and one team was a National League team and one team was an American League team when you went and joined a new team you started back at zero but if you changed teams going from one National League team to another National League team your numbers came with you and I I really think I'm correct when I say this I feel like a number of years ago and the, the years run together they made the decision Major League Baseball did to basically combine those numbers and no longer officially separate National League from American League. So, Doug, I understand what you're saying, but I think that's a Major League Baseball thing now. That's what he's hitting. Uh, Major League Baseball made that shift a few years ago. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, thanks. I think so. 
Yeah, I think so. Augie, do you have any idea what I'm talking about there? Yeah, I, I don't know exactly the ruling on that. Um, I, I do like when they, they come over and it's you get to see what they've done with, with the ball club that they have been traded to. I think that's all very important because he's been a very integral part and he's done a great job. But I think you're exactly right, man. I think that, that uh, Major League Baseball made those decisions and uh, uh, just to put them up on the scoreboard the way they do now. Uh, but uh, let's let's just talk about the great things he did with what he's done with the Brewers. He's just been fantastic. Yeah, and his numbers, let's see. Let me uh let me bring up his latest numbers and what he's at with the Brewers. So since in his 16 games, sorry, 16 games, man, time moves quick. In his uh 16 games with the Brewers, he's hitting 250. That's down a little bit. He was around 270. He's got the uh the three home runs, the 11 RBIs, his OPS sitting at uh 790. So he has certainly been a uh, a nice addition to uh to the team so far and they've won a lot of games since he's gotten here. Uh something happened at AAA which is going to impact the major league roster at some point this season and I would argue potentially sooner than later. We'll discuss that coming up in just a moment. The Brewers get the win over Cincinnati by a 5-1 score. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley on WTMJ. 1-2. Curveball, check swing. Did he go? Yes, he did. Adrian Hauser strikes out. Nick Castellanos on a big curveball gets out of the fifth inning. And the Brewers will take a 2-1 lead into the sixth. Brewers get a 5-1 win in Cincinnati tonight. They have won 10 of their last 11. They remain in first place in the National League Central. They'll either be a half game or a game and a half up on the Cubs at the end of the night. Cubs lead the Padres right now 3-0 in the top of the sixth inning. So if that score holds out, it would be a half game lead going into tomorrow. Uh, we got a little bit of news out of AAA Nashville. Got a text message from the 414 on this asking about Aaron Ashby moving to the bullpen at AAA. How soon we can expect to see him get the call up to the big league. So here's the uh, here's the background on that. Uh, Nashville Sounds manager Rick Sweet told uh, Nashville play-by-play announcer Jeff Him during a uh, pregame conversation that the plan was to take Aaron Ashby, who has been a starter, and move him in the bullpen, move him to the bullpen with the idea that that would get him ready for a major league role this year. And Sweet, who has been the Brewers AAA manager for quite some time, uh, specifically mentioned that he had overseen uh, decisions like that made with Josh. Hater with Brandon Woodruff and with Corbin Burns. Now, obviously, uh, Hater stayed as a bullpen guy where Woodruff and, and Burns have clearly moved back into the rotation. Augie, it's, uh, I can't read the minds of the Brewers' front office and what they're thinking when it comes to Aaron Ashby, but if they're making this decision to move him to the bullpen right now to get him ready for a major league bullpen role this year, uh, obviously we have to wait and see what might happen during the year that might dictate or be the catalyst for a uh, for a decision to be made to move him up, but I feel like 
he's on the fast track now. Like there's there's almost the outside of him coming up tomorrow or coming up this week. To me, almost nothing would surprise me if it's two weeks from now and he's you know if he has a little bit of success in the bullpen, uh, makes three, four, five appearances, and all of a sudden the Brewers have some injuries or whatever at the bullpen, and it makes sense. Uh, you can do that if he's not up for another two months as he continues to work out of the bullpen at AAA. That wouldn't surprise me either. But obviously, to me at least, it feels like he's very much on the radar of the big league club, and he is in line for a promotion at some point, at least in the relatively near future. Yeah, man, I thought you brought up a great point, a fast track to the big leagues, and I think that all has to be influenced by the way he threw the ball in spring training. There's a lot of times when he came in the the game, in the middle of the game, and threw two or three innings at at, at times, mostly two innings at a time, and really threw the ball very well, and you see the success that he's having as a starter, and I think they want him to go back to to AAA or AAA and get some good starts, and you know, he's not under better tutelage than Rick Sweet, a former catcher in the big leagues that understands how the approach and what you have to do. I think he can be very instrumental in, in how his education is, is coming out of that bullpen. So I think the, I think you're, you're right. I think he's on a fast track to the big leagues for what he did in spring training. He pitched the ball very well. He commands the strike zone. He's got all good pitches. His ball's alive. He locates the ball, doesn't walk a lot of guys, comes in the game and goes right after hitters. That aggressiveness that he's come into the game in spring training really Really, really, you know, really made the opened up the eyes of the brewer, of the brewer organization, and I, I wouldn't put it past the Brewers in the next several weeks to see this see Aaron Ashby in the big leagues. So he's uh, for people who aren't familiar with him, and I know some people don't really follow along what's going on in the minor league system. Ashby is considered the seventh best prospect in the Brewers organization according to MLB Pipeline. Uh, his, if his last name rings a bell to you, it's because he is the nephew of uh, former major leaguer Andy Ashby. Uh, he was one of the top junior college prospects. He got uh, drafted in the fourth round in 2018. He's got a really solid pitch mix. He can throw five pitches. We'll see how many of them end up uh, producing at the big league level. Uh, but the, the his calling card really is his slider and if you're familiar with the Major League Baseball grading scale, it's a really weird thing that scouts use, and I don't even completely understand it. But baseball players are on a grading scale of 20 to 80. I, I, I should probably learn right. where this grading scale even originated from because 20 to 80 doesn't make much sense. But anyways, uh, his slider is graded a 65, Augie. That's a really good rating, especially for a young guy like that. Yeah, that's a top slider. Yeah, that means you have the good, good, lo- a good spin on the ball. You have the good location. He can throw it to both sides of the plate. He's got a good live fastball. And when you can incorporate coming out of the bullpen, you have a good fastball that you locate for strikes, and you've got that very good slider that you can throw it for strikes when you want it, and it's graded that high. Um, it really pays big dividends. And he's just a special, a special young guy who can come in the game. Like you said, he's got all the pitches, but that slider is very special. And I'll tell you what, he's got that live fastball. He locates it. He doesn't pitch behind, and he's aggressive. And uh, those are the type of guys that you can always use in the big leagues. And the way he threw the ball in spring training really opened a lot of eyes, and everybody knew that it wouldn't be be long before he'd get that opportunity in the big leagues. Got a text message from Doug, not Doug and Baraboo. We have two separate Dougs, just Doug the texter. Uh, mentioning, even with Travis Shaw's uh, performance today, that he's not the answer at third base. Mentioning that he's 5-4 his last 54. San Luis Arias has to be there most of the time when Colton Wong gets back. 
Augie, I'm pretty comfortable with going with a righty-lefty platoon situation at third with Arias and Shaw when when Wong is back. I feel like that puts those guys in the best possible position. And on the days that Arias is not over at third base, if you want to spell Adamas, if you want to spell Wong, uh, you're able to do that. So, uh, look, Shaw is in a slump. Even with what he did today, he still doesn't have his batting average back to 200. He's at 192. I'm I'm comfortable with a bad batting average from Travis Shaw when he's driving in runs like he was early on in the season. He obviously drives in runs today with that uh, with that very important double as uh, as he was able to get uh, a couple RBIs to get his season total up to uh, 28. But it does. I think Shaw is put in a position to succeed best when they are able to somewhat platoon him. But that obviously is dependent upon Colton Wong being healthy. I do like that situation where you have Urias and Shaw at third base. I think one thing you've seen out of Luis Urias since they picked up Willie Adamas is a kid who's relaxed, who gives you good at-bats, who plays very good defense. And I think he's a, he's a really different player than he was three weeks ago before they got Willie Adamas. So I like that. I like that Luis Urias at third base. And Travis Shaw, Travis Shaw's at-bat in that ninth inning today, really, I thought was a, was, was, was maybe a turning point for him. The inning before he faced the guy and he tried to he got him out with a couple breaking balls. What happens when you get a guy in scoring position? The old adage is, is you pitch soft early, hard late. And when Travis Shaw went up there, he got a breaking ball for a ball. The guy tried to get another breaking ball for a strike. He went and got it and hit the ball for a double. That's really good at bat. It's a good way to approach a pitcher that has a guy in scoring position. So I, I think Travis Shaw, like you said, is a valuable guy that with guys on basis, his swung the bat fairly decent, driving in some runs. And uh, right now, the situation that the Brewers have, I think the Urias Shaw combination at third could be very good. Five one Brewers get the win in Cincinnati. We'll break for the news, and then we'll hear the post game comments of manager Craig Council. We also will go to the game with the highlights coming up before we get done at eleven thirty this evening. A five one win for the Brewers. We're back after the news here on WTMJ. WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI-HD2, Milwaukee. From the Annex Wealth Management Studio, this is News Radio WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. 1-0. Shaw line drive right center. Down base hit. It's going to plug the gap and go all the way to the wall. Brewers are going to have at least one scoring. Omar Narvaez trotting home. He's going to score. The Brewers tack on two more huge runs. On the two-run double by Travis Shaw. Boy, did he need that one. Now the Brewers did, too. Created a little bit of breathing room there. We'll see if Josh Hader ends up being used in tomorrow's game, if there is a game tomorrow. I guess the weather forecast is a little bit dicey uh, for tomorrow. We hope there's going to be baseball tomorrow. We hope there's going to be baseball, and we hope there's not going to be a delay with that baseball. But... We'll deal with that tomorrow. Brewers get the win over Cincinnati by a 5-1 score. Really a complete game. The Brewers do a lot of things. They do most things right in this contest. Manager Craig Council talked about just that as he opened up his press conference a little while ago. You know, we've had a lot of pressure offensively and, and, and finally broke through in the in the ninth there to, to give us a lead. But um, we, we pitched really well tonight. Um, Adrian did a fabulous job. Bullpen, bullpen was outstanding. Um, and... You know, Adrian just faced this team a week ago, and, and, and he just – I thought he was excellent. He made some big pitches kind of early in the game, um, and then just, just kind of 
he, he was good, man. He, he handled that third time, you know, he handled Winker for the third time, which I thought was a big spot. That was a big kind of moment in the game for me. Um, got a ground ball right there. And then got Castellanos um, on, on his third at bat. So Adrian did a heck of a job, and, and he put us in a position to win. Craig, is that encouraging to see Adrian have that kind of outing, like you said, after he struggled last time facing them here? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, Adrian's taken a step. Um, and, and I think it's um, that that's another sign of it. Um, after after a tough, tough start against the team, kind of coming back against them the next time and, and um, delivering a really good one. So um, I'm happy for him and proud of him the way he did that tonight um, and the way he was responded uh, really the last two times he's pitched. So um He's in a good place and um, confident in what he's doing. Craig, that Shaw hit seemed big on a couple of fronts. It, it puts Josh down. And just also for Travis, he some loud outs again tonight. Um, was that among the sort of hits of the night? Where was that one for you? Well, that, yeah, I mean, it's a huge one. We had kind of we, – we'd got to a spot with a lot of pressure with two wilds kind of bases, but people all over the bases. And um, – we weren't able to kind of get that next hit and, and Travis finally got it. And it was the guy that you want to get it, I think, um, with, with the way things have been going. So for sure, um, it's, it's a big spot and, and Travis comes through and he's, you know, there's one thing he's done. He's driven in runs this year for us. Um, and, uh, he continues to do so. You're, you know, we never know a game will go otherwise, but it looks like you caught a break when Gray had to leave the game. He had pitched three really good innings. And then you really started on their bullpen. Yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, when when Gray goes out of the game, we caught a break. There's no question. Um, he, he's he's a tough customer. Um, you know, the guy who comes in the game is he, he's unprepared because he's it's you know no one can be prepared for that. Um, so Avi got him right away, which which was which was great, and and we put a tough inning on that. And then you know it's a bullpen game, so. Um, I think that'll bode well for the rest of the series. Um, we've, we've faced a bunch of the relievers already, um, kind of wore their pen out a little bit and um, and come out with a win. We, we talked before the game, Craig, about pitching to their two hot guys, Winker and Kesselanos. All your pitchers did a really good job with them tonight, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, Adrian, you know, and it starts with Adrian. Um, you know, he gave the hit in the first to Winker, but but then he got he kept him on the ground the rest of the game, um, which was which was really really effective. And you know, those guys are tough at bats. You got to make pitches, and that's what we did. We made pitches to those guys the rest of the game. Um, we did a good job of keeping the keeping India off the base, and with so no Winker didn't have many guys on base, but um, we made good pitches to Winker tonight. Craig, when you think to back to last year, where you all were at mentally, physically after 60 games, is it just completely different this year? Because everyone knows there's still so much more. Like, how is it? How is it different this time? Oh, I, I don't. You, you know, last year is a year that I don't know if we'll ever be able to draw a comparison to. Um, that, that so so much was different on the field, off the field. Um, in the stands that, that we're not going to be able to compare comparing anything to last year. I think it's, it's, it's a mistake really. Um, so th- this is what we're accustomed to. It's 162 game year year. And uh, that has its own challenges, which some of which we faced and some of which are, are, you know, 
coming, and, and we know we'll we'll face them. But uh, we're ready for it, and, and we expect it, um, and we, we know uh, we, we we know what to expect in it. So um, we just got to ride the wave of that and, and know what's going to happen. Craig, in, in a game in which you had already used some high leverage guys, how big is it to be able to sit Josh down and let Miller take the night as far as like maybe tomorrow's game or, you know, going forward? Yeah, well, look, it, it you know, when we get in this stretch, I, I don't think you know tonight um, that it's going to help you in the, in the future, but anytime we can do it. And, and here's the other thing. Hobie, Hobie Miller's throwing the ball well. Like we, you know, he threw the ball well in AAA, he threw the ball well in spring training, he threw the ball well tonight. Um, and as much as anything, I'm encouraged by how Hobie Milner's throwing the baseball. So that, that the fact that he can be a, um, a very useful guy for us. Um, so we, we keep getting more information on that. Um, and then, you know, it, it gets Josh, um, you know, he had to get up and get, get hot and he was ready to come in the game. But, um, you know, hopefully there's a benefit from that. Um, and, and we see him the next couple of nights. So that's notable there at the end. When you listen to Craig Council, you kind of you listen to him every day. You start to decipher what things mean and, and if something has a little extra substance to it. I feel like what he said right there at the end about Hobie Milner, about how well he's pitched, how he pitched well at AAA, how he pitched well in spring training, to me that really, like, there, there's, there's something there with what Council is saying. I know we talked about Milner earlier, and Augie certainly commented on what he's uh, able to do. It we'll we'll see, right? Like that's the anytime there's a guy who's got who's pitching really well in a small sample size, you wait and see if that can continue to to play out and be a significant development. But it it just feels like the Brewers have a lot of confidence in him right now, and for a bullpen that is not as deep, following the the removal of Drew Rasmussen and J.P. Fireice, and with the Adamas trade, you're looking for guys who can step into big roles, and guys step into big roles by first being in the not as big roles and having success there. All right, we'll go back through the game with the highlights. That's next. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Ready for this? Fly ball. This? Deep right. And this? Third deck. Holy smokes. Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Pauley. A 5-1 win for the crew over the Reds pitching matchup. Adrian Hauser going for the Brewers. Sonny Gray getting the start for Cincinnati. Solid pitching to get this thing going. It would be the Reds, though, who would strike first. It would happen in the bottom of the second inning. With one out, Tucker Barnhart walks. Then Kyle Farmer gets a double. That puts runners on at second and third in front of Shogo Akiyama. 3-2 pitch. Line drive, center field, base hit. Jackie Bradley Jr. on the move. He's got it, throws towards the plate. It's cut off by Vogelback. One run comes in. Kyle Farmer held at third. Shogo Akiyama, who is down in the count 0-2, comes through with a base hit. Turns out that would be the only blemish on the day for Adrian Hauser. Things would change and change in a big way in the top of the fourth inning. Sonny Gray back out to continue pitching after he had a solid first three innings that included five strikeouts. But uh, he had something going on, and he was not able to continue. Sean Doolittle comes in to replace Gray, and the first batter he faces off against is Avisail Garcia. Doolittle looking in, has the sign and the 1-0 pitch to Garcia. And this is driven out. 
out to deep left field. Back on it is Winker at the track. We are tied. Abisail uh, Garcia with his 12th home run of the year. And the Brewers have tied it at one here in the top of the fourth. Just the second pitch delivered by Doolittle in this game. Omar Narvaez would get a base hit. Jackie Bradley would get a walk in the fourth, but no more runs would come in as the Brewers stand Excuse me, strand two, and it is a 1-1 game going to the bottom of the fourth inning when Adrian Hauser puts up another zero. Then in the fifth inning, the Brewers would take the lead. New pitcher Ryan Hendricks for Ed's first batter he faces off against. Luis Arias, he walks. A wild pitch puts him at second. Then Daniel Vogelback walks. Uh, there's a wild pitch on that play that results in Arias at third. So runners at the corners for Christian Yelich. Swing and a bouncer, hit to the right side. It's going to be a double play ball. Four, six, three, but a run will score to make it a 2-1 to one Brewers lead. Yeah, you never love the double play in a run-scoring opportunity like that, but the run scores, that's the most important thing. It gives the Brewers the lead 2-1. That would end up being the game-winning run, but the Brewers uh, would tack on some runs as the game would continue. Uh, in the fifth inning, the Reds start to make a little bit of noise in the bottom of the inning. Tyler Naquin leads the inning off with a base hit. Then Jonathan India puts down a bunt, and it moves Naquin to second. So obviously the Reds trying to push across a run here in the fifth inning. That would bring up Jesse Winker, who is always dangerous. He would ground out. Nice job by Adrian Hauser to get Winker. And then it would bring up Nick Castellanos. 1-2. Curveball check swing. Did he go? Yes, he did. Adrian Hauser strikes out. Nick Castellanos on a big curveball gets out of the fifth inning. And the Brewers will take a 2-1 lead into the sixth. I would circle that inning, this Reds fifth. Let's watch how Adrian Hauser does the rest of the year, and if he finds a level of consistency and kind of finds a level of aggressiveness that we haven't seen so much from him, I do have to wonder if it's if it started there in the fifth because that was a really important inning for him, and he was able to put up the zero. Mir Garrett comes in to pitch for the Reds in the sixth inning. In the bottom of the sixth, Hauser comes back out. He gets Joey Votto to ground out, but then he walks Eugenio Suarez, and that ends the day for Hauser. Brent Suter then comes in. First battery faces off against Tucker Barnhart, strikes him out uh, looking on what was just a beautiful, beautiful pitch uh, that just was uh, touching the zone low and away. Uh, that would bring up Kyle Farmer. 0-2. Ground ball, third base. Fair ball. Diving stop by Shaw. Throw to first. Got him at first base. Oh, a spectacular play by Travis Shaw at third. Tip of the cap from Brent Suter. The diving stab right on the line. Shaw from his knees all the way across the diamond. Able to throw out Kyle Farmer. And the inning is over. Another fantastic, fantastic defensive play from the Brewers, one of the best of the year. There's been a lot. Vinny Rotino from uh, Bally Sports Wisconsin tweeted this out earlier tonight, just talking about some of the big defensive plays. You had that Billy McKinney catch uh, in left field. You had that double play that uh, that Colton Wong uh, was involved in, which was incredible. You had that play tonight. There's just been a lot of really, really good defensive plays that have been made by the Brewers this year, and that keeps it a 2-1 game. So we 
head to the top of the seventh inning. New pitcher on into the game for the Reds is Brad Brock, uh, and he would uh, face off against Jace Peterson. Well, let's, before that, so Jackie Bradley would get a base hit to get the inning started, and then at that point uh, you would have Brad Brock coming into the game. He's uh, facing off against Jace Peterson. There's a throwing error on a pickoff attempt uh, where the runner's able to move up. Then Jace Peterson, though, reaches on a fielder's choice, but Bradley's out at third. There's a lot going on this inning with runners moving up and runners getting uh, knocked down. Jace Peterson then steals second, so you had the runner at second. You lost the runner at second. You get the runner at second back. So Peterson is at second. Luis Arias would walk. Runners on at first and second. Daniel Vogelback then grounds out. That puts runners at second and third. They then intentionally walk Christian Yelich to load the bases in front of Avisayo Garcia. You do get the righty-righty matchup. Here's a bouncing ball up the middle. India misplays it. Everybody's safe. That'll get a run home. Peterson scampers home from third, and the Brewers lead it 3-1. to one. They rule it a base hit for Garcia. Omar Nervaez then flies out. The Brewers leave him loaded in the seventh, but they extend their lead. It's a 3-1 game. Brad Boxberger comes in, pitches the seventh for the Brewers in the eighth inning. Ashton Gaudreau comes into the game for the Reds, and Gaudreau puts up a zero. Devin Williams pitching the eighth inning for the Brewers. He strikes out Nick Castellanos, but then Joey Votto walks, and a strikeout to Eugenio Suarez, and Tyler Stevenson walks. So uh, Williams was going strikeout, walk, strikeout, walk. Next hitter, Kyle Farmer. And his 1-2. Changeup struck him out swinging. Devin Williams does the job. He strikes out the side and strands a pair of reds in the bottom of the eighth. So it remains a 3-1 game at that point in time as we go to the Brewers' ninth inning as uh, Tyrone Taylor was, starts the inning off with a walk. Then Christian Yelich grounds out. Avisail Garcia strikes out swinging an intentional walk to Omar Nervaez, and uh, that ends up bringing up Travis Shaw. 1-0. Shaw, line drive right center, down base hit. It's going to plug the gap and go all the way to the wall. Brewers are going to have at least one scoring. Omar Narvaez trotting home. He's going to score. The Brewers tack on two more huge runs on the two-run double by Travis Shaw. Boy, did he need that one. Josh Hader was warming in the bullpen, but as the lead grew to four runs, he wasn't needed. Hobie Milner comes in to pitch the bottom of the ninth inning. Uh, there was a runner that got on, so with that they got Hader back up in the bullpen, but Milner was able to pitch the ninth inning without any runs scoring, and the Brewers come away with the win by a final score of 5-1. to one. So uh, with the win, the Brewers, they stay in first place in the National League Central. They go to 34-26. and 26. The Reds dropping to 28-30. and 30. Winning totals for the crew. Five runs, seven hits, no errors. They leave 11. For Cincinnati, one run, six hits, one error. They leave 10. The winning pitcher, Adrian Hauser, he improves to 4-5. and five. Hendricks takes the loss to drop to 2-1. and one. 
home runs in the game, just one of them, Avisayo Garcia. He hits his 12th of the year. The game lasting three hours and 39 minutes. This was not a short game tonight. Played in front of a crowd of 11,897 folks. Brewers get the win in Cincinnati. Final score 5-1 when we return. We'll get you updated on everything going on in the National League Central. We'll tell you what's going on throughout the Brewers minor league system. And we'll get you set for the series finale. That's all coming up. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings with Matt Foley. 5-1, Brewers get the win. Again, they have won 10 of their last 11 games. They are the hottest team right now in all of Major League Baseball. Welcome back in to Brewers Extra Innings as we do start to uh, wrap things up for the evening. Let's go ahead and look at what else has happened tonight across the National League Central. The Cardinal struggles continue. They are in an absolute free fall. They are now just one game over 500 at 31-30. and They lose to Cleveland today by a 10-1 score for a second straight game Carlos Martinez is uh, blown up goes four innings allowing five runs on seven hits seven strikeouts one walk he's now three and six with a 6.21 ERA has been a weird year for him because he started out the season with these kind of numbers then for a couple games he locked in and was as good as anybody and now he is just cratered back out and uh, it is not going well right now for the St. Louis Cardinals the Pirates they lose to the Dodgers by a 5-3 score. Weird situation in this game. Cabrian Hayes is a really good young player. Uh, he apparently hit a home run, but he forgot to hit first base. He did not touch first base rounding the bases, so they went back to video replay and they took the home run off the board. He ended up finishing uh, one for four in the contest. It makes you why I have never played baseball at a high level, so I'm not one to speak on this. But you see it every once in a while where a base runner misses first, but they always feel it. I just feel like that's something where you should feel the bag and know the sensation of touching the bag. But maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. JT Brubaker, four and two-thirds innings for the Buccos, three runs on five hits, six strikeouts, no walks. The Brewers will either be a half game up or a game and a half up on the Cubs at the end of the night, depending on how their game against the Padres ends. And right now it looks like it will probably end in the Cubs' favor. They are currently in the top of the eighth inning, and the Cubs holding a 7 nothing lead. Zach Davies got the start against his former team. If you remember, uh, Davies uh, was uh, part of the U Darvish trade. He went six innings tonight for the Cubs, giving up just one hit, four strikeouts, two walks. Anthony Rizzo hit a home run, his sixth. Uh, Wilson Contreras hit a home run, his tenth. Patrick Wisdom hit another home run. He's been swinging a pretty hot bat for the Cubs recently. So, uh, assuming the Cubs go on to win that game. Again, they're up 7-0 in the 8th. The Brewers will have a half-game lead on Chicago. So this is what the standings look like right now in the NL Central. Brewers are in first place. Cubs right now a game back. They'll probably be a half-game back. The Cardinals are three games back at 31-29. and Uh, Wait, that's not right because they're 31-30. and Let's press the refresh button and make sure we got this right. Yeah, so uh, the Cardinals are now three and a half back at 31-30. and The Reds are now two games under five hundred with their lost to the Brewers today 28 and 35 back and the Pirates find themselves 10 and a half games back around the Brewers minor league system 
Triple A Nashville. They play host to Indianapolis tonight, and Nashville falls short. They end up losing by a 6 1 score. Uh, the loss goes to uh, Zach Godley as he drops to 3 and 1, but has a solid 1.73 ERA. Double A Biloxi. They allow 10 runs tonight. They lose at home to Mississippi by a 10 6 score. High A Wisconsin. They lose at South Bend tonight by a 7 5 score. Wisconsin, a game under 500 at 15. 15 and 16, and low A Carolina. They get the win tonight at uh, Kannapolis by an 8 3 score. Carolina now sits with a record of 19 and 11. Once again, in our game, the Brewers get the win by a 5 1 score. Adrian Hauser, 5 and a third, one run on five hits. He gets the win to move to 4 and 5. And Avisael Garcia hitting his 12th home run of the year. The Brewers' bullpen of Brent Suter, Brad Boxberger, Devin Williams, and Hobie Milner do a nice job to close it out. And now the Brewers look for a series victory against the Reds coming up tomorrow night. Uh, rain is in the forecast, so we'll just wait and see what's going to happen. Hopefully we will have baseball for you. Pitching matchup for tomorrow's game. The Brewers are going to send left-handed pitcher Brett Anderson to the mound. Anderson enters with a 2-3 and record and a 4.42 ERA. The Reds are going to oppose with a young right-hander in Vladimir Gutierrez, who comes in 1-1 one and one with a 2.70 ERA. That one win he has, his only major league win. Uh, 6-10 first pitch. That's the scheduled first pitch time 535 for our coverage and uh, myself and jerry augustine will be with you after the game for another edition of brewers extra innings here on wtmj